Welcome to Expounded Universe, Episode 5, with your hosts, Jeff and John. <laughs> the book, Shadows of the Empire, by Steve Perry. The year, 1996. <laughs> Chapters 13 through 15. <laughs> Let's go. Who gave that dog a crossbow and two bachelor's degrees? <laughs> Pulls everyone cheese on. I don't know why. <laughs> That's Vader, <laughs> the world's greatest power top. Take a look at these meat bags. Welcome back to Expounded Universe. I'm your host, Jeff. Joining me as always, your host, John. John, how are you? I am so good, so ready, ready to talk about wars amongst the stars. The stars themselves and the, and the titular wars therein. These, these very wars, these star-bound wars... <laughs> So, uh, let's see. We have some housekeeping to do. Uh, let's see. Where where did we leave off last time? I think it was Luke Skywalker standing in the ruins of Ben Kenobi's HOA condo uh, out in the desert, surrounded by the bones of all of his dead pets and so on that were that were against the rules of the HOA. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we definitely had uh, Dash Rendar being hired for an additional job, even though he is the worst. That's right. Yeah, Leia wanted to bring him in so that he he could be Luke's secret bodyguard. Secret bodyguard. Also, Luke's secret crush. Oh, that's that's right. They were playing Dream Date, and when he opened the door, it was Dash Rendar behind there. Well, that's good. It could have been Shizor. <laughs> you never want to see that. <laughs> no, especially not after chapters thirteen through fifteen. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah, like like yeah. There's a lot to talk about coming up, but. Like I said, there's some housekeeping to do. Uh, we have a big announcement about Expounded Universe, which is impressive given that it's only episode five. Yeah, we're shutting it down. We're done. That was it. Yeah, halfway through the book and we're out. Don't want to read any more Star Wars. <laughs> uh, join us for Expounded Star Trek Universe next time when we read those X-Men Star Trek crossover novels. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> you can, we could do one of those at some point in the future if at it's what you point. want, John. Oh, my God. You have no idea how good they are uh, well, slash how bad they well, are. Well, here's the thing. The thing that's going to get us to the point where we have time to do that is is Nye. It's so Nye. It's we, Bill Nye. We've had a bunch of people request that we do something involving our existing system, Mastery Patreon, and the uh, Expounded Universe. Notably, what they want is for us to go faster because three chapters every two weeks just isn't enough for people. Yeah, and people had, are voracious on this it's true and why shouldn't they be it's a slow grind through this terrible book and the whole idea is we're going to do other books at some point yeah but if there's one thing i'm really good at it's a slow grind <laughs> <Thank> ladies <you>. gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> other non-binary yeah <laughs> yeah mm. who's into it that's slow grind so so we actually do intend to do other books at some point. I mean, granted, I'm really worried about a, a world without Shizor. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to move on. Uh, that's that's it's going to be sad. Let well, me tell you that we don't want to do the episodes any faster. We don't want. I mean, what I mean is we don't want to do more chapters. Three chapters feels right. There's a lot to dig into in these yeah, books. You can really, you can really dive in there and just grab a hold we're, of that meat. We're really enjoying the the unpack. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, what we are offering to people now is our, our Patreon already existed for the System Mastery Podcast and the Movie Mastery Podcast and so on and so forth. Uh, it's currently at about $754, and we've said if it gets to $1,000, this show goes weekly. Yeah, we will, we will just start putting out this show all the goddamn time. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the first show we've done where we could conceivably do that because these books are pretty easy to read. Oh, yeah. And and they're fun to talk about. So we could probably get that done. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, just know that your money will technically support System Mastery Podcasts and not Expounded Universe Podcasts, but it doesn't matter. They both they come out at decent speeds, and the money will work the way you think it should. Yeah, right? well, I mean, it basically it supports System Mastery, Inc. Yeah, it'll help us. It still comes to us. It's just, it just it looks weird. I don't, I don't know. The only other thing we could do is start a new Patreon that's monthly, and I, I just didn't want to start two Patreons. I, it felt terrible to do that. Uh, so there you go. $1,000 goal. Now, let's dive into Star Wars, because in Chapter 13, Luke is standing outside with a lightsaber. Heck yeah, he is. It's time once again for Luke to stand outside with a lightsaber and think <laughs> about his lightsaber. Stand out there in the desert and have some monologues about his lightsaber. <laughs> Where he's revealed to be the true yokel we've always known him to be. Yeah. I'm actually coming around to that rascal the droid situation. <laughs> he got a rascal! Because he is kind of a desert prospector. 
Yeah, oh, well, I mean, when you think about Luke, you're like, man, that guy has spent all of his time just sort of moisture farming. And, and avoiding like, moisture farming. Like, hot rotting around in a canyon shooting wildlife. He really is just Tatooine's redneck. I'm guaranteeing you that he spent most of his teenage years hanging outside of, like, whatever the Star Trek equivalent or Star Wars equivalent of a jack-in-the-box is, like, in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. No, he was at Toshi Station just hanging out with some skater friends. One leg up against the wall waiting for some guy to come through so we can score some death sticks (laughs) or some some glitter stim. Yeah, man. Some guy comes by and he's like, yo, dude, you got got death sticks? And he's like, no, I do not sell death sticks. I am going home to reconsider my life. (laughs) He's like, motherfucker. I hate that. Why is he so old? (laughs) How is he still here? Well, have a good day, Elon. <laughs> Elon Sleaze Bagano, the, <laughs> the crossover character from the prequels. Uh, I, so he's standing outside with his lightsaber, considering lightsabers and thinking dumb lightsabery thoughts and brief moments about how Leia is pretty. And he's having R2 shoot at him with his little... The little electro zapper. Electro proddy zappery thing. Yeah. Why, why does R2 have that? What Man, I don't understand why that exists, because... At least with the like the little pop out flame thing. Yeah, he has flamethrowers. You could use those to scour stuff off the ship, I guess. Exactly. Or... I'm like, that's a tool you could use. But the I Zappa thing, I don't I, I kinda get it. Here's here's why I think it should exist. Uh, and, and it's in universe and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Minox. <laughs> you get a Minoc on your You ship? get that Minoc crew, yeah, they you... show up, you gotta zap them. You gotta get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, if the Minoc crew shows up, you get like, on out of here. Get get <laughs> out of here, Minoc crew. Oh, <laughs> I'm leaning and I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, glorious revolution. Oh, that's not them. That's the... Uh, <laughs> I know. Do we have... What do we have... Do we have a name for that ship? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to come up with one later. Folks, come up with a, a, a Russian joke about Minox, please. <laughs> that, please that's please, exactly it. Please and thank you. Please, please and thank you. So anyway, he's using his lightsaber to block lightning shots from R2's little zapper. Yeah. His little zapper do. Uh, and I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give the zapper to, to R2 as an okay thing. It's better than R2 having jets. I, I still don't. Like, I can understand if he had a taser type thing, because he's like, oh, maybe I need to recharge whatever, and he's got, like, mm. a little electro thing. Yeah, but Minox. But the, like, I need to shoot electricity? No. <laughs> Look, occasionally he's going to run into Kawaki and lizard monkeys. It's it's a thing. It's a known problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is definitely a known problem when you are in space <laughs> in an X-Wing. It's the one time you ever see him use the taser in the original series, is to zap a Kawaki and lizard monkey. Yep. Good old salacious crumb. Who named him? Man, I love that name. It's a Don't great, you dare. It's a great name for like a gnome or something. <laughs> salacious crumb is great. I love that little guy, and then I found out his name, and I loved him even more. If you added like an extra word to his name, he'd be the greatest D&D gnome. <laughs> like, imagine if his name was Salacious Crumb Nuggets. <laughs> Gnomish Thief. Uh, right? Jake. <laughs> I've friend. got a new character. <laughs> okay. Anyway, R2's bleeping around because he's, he's like, I'm not Darth Vader, you know. He bleeps and, I, and bloops. Okay. The the problem I have with this uh-huh. is that Luke, throughout the book, has gone back and forth between responding to R2 like he speaks bleep bloops. Yes. And the book saying, uh, Luke has no idea what R2 is, is doing because he doesn't understand bleep bloops. Yeah, he's like, in what must have sounded like an elect- electronic air being squeezed out of a hot water bottle... R2 voices what could only possibly be disapproval, I guess. Yeah, but in this, this is a chapter where within like two paragraphs, he goes back and forth between, oh, he beeped and booped and it meant something, I guess, to directly responding with a thing that you wouldn't normally assume. Yeah, like, it- how do you assume that fucking R2 is saying, yeah, well, I'm not Darth Vader. Like, like, how do you get to that? It's like he said, beep, boop, wow, Darth Vader. Boop, beep, beep, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's exactly like that Jabba the Hutt scene. It's like, burp, 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 I'm not Darth Vader. Burp, burp. <laughs> that must be it. He does the same thing to Chewbacca all the way through this book, uh, too. The Chewbacca oh, yeah. come in and make his half-moan, half-gargle, and Luke will either be like, yeah, Chewbacca, I do think it's time for us to go get hamburgers. Or he'll be like, what's that dog saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish they would just pick one, like, either the character goes, what the fuck is this dude all about? Or they're like, yeah, I speak I speak weird, dude. Also, I really, this book does a couple of interesting things. It shows some moments from Star Wars history, like, for example, Luke constructing his second lightsaber, yeah. that are neat and worthy of note. Uh, but also, one that's very clearly missing is, when is R2's memory getting erased? <laughs> we need to see that. We need to see that happen, because otherwise he's like, 
yeah, I'm no Darth Vader, that guy who I spent a night in the house of when he was like six and he was a pod racer. Hey, you know him? He was definitely your dad. The problem is he would have to have been erased way before the original series. And since this happens after New Hope, it's not like we're going to see it in this Uh, book. Well, I know we won't see it in this book, but it's just, I want to see that moment. That moment in between the prequels and the original series where R2's like, zap. And he's like, I don't know who Darth Vader is. I definitely didn't stay at his two uh, two bedroom two story slave house. That's way better than Jeff's house. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> Slavery on uh, Tatooine not that bad apparently. <laughs> Slavery on Tatooine lots of great benefits. Yeah, you get a lot of good shit. You get a good job as like some kind of engineer or something. You get a pod racer. <laughs> all the, all the fruit in a bowl that a gungan can try and eat. <laughs> it's it's fantastic sign me up and then and eventually you get killed by sand people i guess yeah well i mean that's just gonna happen regardless yeah anyway uh r2 zaps luke when luke turns around to be wistful for a second well yeah he hears something off in the distance and he's like i wonder what that is all r2 you zappoed me in the buttocks and then he's like remember that next time you need a lube (laughs) and all i can think is you know there's got to be a better way to say that yeah like I just I, I understand he's a little I get ro- it he's a little robot he likes oil baths or whatever but there's got to be a better way to say it. Well, I mean even just saying next time you need like an oil bath. Although even then, now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> next time you need robot related maintenance that has nothing to do with lubrication for sex. <laughs> next said. time you need me to lubricate <laughs> the joints within your mechanical body for movement purposes only <laughs> and gratification. I mean, no, no, not for those. <laughs> In fact, let's take that cylindrical tube I've been using and put a lightsaber in there so he can shoot it at me. <laughs> what do you say? Huh, buddy? All right. So Luke gets attacked by a swoop gang. Yeah. A.K.A. a swoop troop. <laughs> a swoop troop. Man, I, I got to tell you, as soon as they were like, oh, no, the swoop troop is after me. I was Best like, of friends forever. like father, like son. <laughs> You too. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> every time in that scene, I just kept singing the Goof Troop theme song every time they mentioned them. Oh, yeah. I'm Always just, on the run. I'm like, oh, no, that guy in the yellow jacket's after me. Oh, uh, yuck. <laughs> you goof. <laughs> I'm going to get you, you goof. So if you're wondering what a swoop is, and I don't blame you, uh, you remember those speeder bikes from uh, from Return of the Jedi, those cool brown speeder bikes? And yeah, got who the to- couldn't remember those rad bikes? And when, they, when you get the toy one, it, it comes apart when you press a button on it so it can blow up. <laughs> They're so cool, and they were so iconic, and they looked like 70s Indian motorcycles, and you, really, you always wanted one because they were so rad. Yeah. Okay, so uh, imagine a big, ugly toy version of that, and you're done. That's a swoop. Yep, it's just a big fat version of that it's big fat harley of a hover bike yeah uh it's, it's got the ape hangers on there if you if you don't if that's not enough for you and you own this book just look at the back of the book because the back of the book has a picture of a swoop uh it's being piloted by a conehead man oh neat yeah you see that john seen that for the first time i think Ah, uh, i i had no idea what that was because the background was space i just assumed there was some sort of weird ship i didn't <laughs> even notice it was being piloted by a <laughs> guy like a space biker <laughs> it's a, you know it's lobo lobo's on the back of this book well, it's just ghost rider with the power cosmic <laughs> yeah dude how come that hasn't happened that'd be rad as hell come on give me captain universe ghost rider <laughs> okay so there's a cone-headed dude riding the ba- on the back. Now, coneheads aren't attacking Luke. I'm not sure why the art is of a dude with a big old cone head. Well, we don't know. It's just people in Jabba the Hutt's gang. Yeah, well, we don't know that yet either. Oh, no. But I do love that the conehead on the back, because it makes me think he might be a Syrian. Which, <laughs> yeah, he's a Syrian. You no, know, well, yeah, he's a Syrian. He's from, he's from ancient Assyria. Yep. He's, no. He is here to raid you. No, Syrians are one of the Jedi races from, like, the Force and Destiny RPG, and there's one in the Clone Wars. His name's Kiati Mundi. Yeah, they got that multi-tier brain. Yeah, he's got, like, double brains. And here's some fun facts about Kiati Mundi, in case you were curious. Did you know he has special dispensation from the Jedi Council to bang fine ladies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do you get that doctor's note? Well, <laughs> how do as you a- show up to the council and be like... Hi. Um, as a as a special needs alien, I am gonna need dispensation to bang these hot ladies. As it turns out, Syrians have a severe male shortage because whoever was writing the uh, Kiati Mundi fan fiction section or the fiction section w- was a little crazy. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh yeah, well he's one of like twelve Syrian males left, so he has to go back to his planet from time to time and just plow a field of fine fertile women." <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he can come back and keep being a Jedi. He's it, the only Jedi who's allowed to get his bone on. Yeah, well, you know, it's the future slash past hyper technology area. We can replace your hand with a robot hand, but we have not figured out in vitro fertilization. Apparently not, but that's just, I just thought you might like to know one interesting fact about Ki-Adi Mundi, Syrian Jedi. Yeah, well, I mean, even if he wasn't, like, given the special dispensation to plow the hot lady fields, then I still wonder, is is jerking it against the Jedi code? No, it's only against the code to, like, love people. Okay. So you can... What you if you can... really love jerking it? <laughs> like, <laughs> you really love yourself? What if, what if you're, like, you know, sitting there, and you're like, man, I love jerking it. And someone's like, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? And you're like, well, I can't. The Jedi code. Well, I, I can tell you, <laughs> it, that never would have saved anything for Anakin, because having, you know, spent so much time on Tatooine... Unfortunately, there's sand and it gets rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. No one loves jerking it in those conditions. No one. Yeah, that's that's the worst way. He to He never it. learned. Yeah. So, so uh, basically, swoops are gangs. They're gangs of biker dudes. Yeah, it's just a biker gang. It's, yeah, and they all have. They even mentioned two names of biker gangs in this: the Nova Demons and the Dark Star Hellions, which just sound like you know minor league baseball teams. They sound like successor Space Marine chapters. <laughs> I, it's it's amusing to me that swoop gangs which are basically like biker gangs these would be like the sons of anarchy right are still like oh yeah well we're in star wars so we got to get down with that space theme we can't we can't have a we can't call ourselves like the jackals or something it's got to be like the comet blazers yeah yeah i i mean you'd think if you if you were just based on one planet yeah you're, you're a biker gang you're not taking those things to another planet i mean you might you might <laughs> ship them off to somewhere else <laughs> load them into the bus guys we're off to Dantooine. Oh, we're on tour. We're raising some hell. We're going to Yavin it's, 4, it's everyone. season two, and we're going to Ireland. <laughs> 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 Got to get that baby back. <laughs> I, uh, that's a joke for people who are listening to us and have watched Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, God knows I don't. <laughs> so uh, Listen to us. So anyway, I just th- I thought it was amusing that they just keep in line with the space theme, because they're like, whatever, we know it's a genre convention thing. We get it. We get it. So, uh... These are some biker dudes who are going to attack Luke Skywalker. Uh, Luke Skywalker takes a good, solid moment to examine their sartorial decisions. Huh. Uh, he decides that six of them are wearing boring clothes, and then the rest of them are wearing, like, poofy green I love Seinfeld that. pirate shirts. Because he gives a color breakdown. He's like, that guy's in a red leather jacket. Yeah. That guy's in a blue jumpsuit. That guy has puffy green shoulders. I'm like, you do not need to catalog this what, why like we, you're fucking Darwin. What are we doing this for, Luke? Just start lightsabering them. I am a naturologist. I need to make sure I get all my notes down about these swoop troops. Oh, how I love my swoops of many colors. There's blue and green and there's six that are gray. <laughs> what is he doing? Anyway, he starts lightsabering them. I, I do want to mention that one of them immediately starts the fight by saying, blow this little runt to Bespin, boys. Yep. Let's talk about that for a second, if we can. Yes, sir. Okay, so Bespin. Uh, I did some research here, John. I thought, I, this is what my, my new thing today was I did research. Oh, good job. Yeah. You did it. Uh, so Bespin is a planet in a desolate, uninhabited part of the galaxy in very remote, very far away from everything else, and it's co- in an area called the Anawat system. Uh, it's virtually unheard of. The Tabana gas mine is, is, at this point in time, the only city anywhere around there. It's yeah. just this one city that's, that's there. Um, later, it will become, this is great, it becomes the home of Ugnorgrad, the floating city of Ugnots, who are ruled by King Oz the Ugnot. Wow. I just thought you might like to hear that, that interesting detail, but that's not important. Because I spent some time on Wikipedia, and I just, I can't, I that's, can't. That's a hole you don't climb out of easily. Oh, my God. Here's my favorite thing that's said on Wikipedia. The last chat, the last sentence, isolated sentence on the Tabana gas mine is, swimming pools are considered a luxury on Bespin. <laughs> Good to know. By itself. It was its own paragraph, just that. That just meant that at some point, one of the books said, or comics or something, had someone go like, wow, a swimming pool, how luxurious. And they were like, well, I'm a dutiful Wikipedite. I'm going to type that down on Wikipedia. Well, better let everyone know. Everyone needs to know that swimming pools are a luxury there because of this happening in this comic. Because of this offhand mention. Should I put anything else in there about swimming pools on Bespin or anything? Nah. No, there's a link to the actual article on swimming pools in general. That's what it would be. Anyway, the thing I wanted to take away from my little discussion of Tabana gas mines and the cloud city of Bespin and so on is that there's no way a, a shitty biker from Tatooine would have ever heard of it. No. So he should have said one of the couple of B planets that's like close to the core that he might have heard of, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Bothawui or Bis. 
You'd have been blown to abyss, boys. It's the planet the Emperor is from, and it's it's pretty well known. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is so dumb. This is like someone from the Gobi Desert saying, blow him to the Perdido Spar, a, rem- a tiny remote drilling operation in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it, he, he does not... What it basically says to me is that this writer thinks that everyone he writes in this Star Wars book has the knowledge and only the knowledge one could glean about the universe they live in that they would if they watched the movies. Well, yes. Yeah. I get the feeling that that's a lot of writers. (laughs) This guy knows the same stuff I do because I've seen the Star Wars movies. Yeah, he's got to make references that I would understand. (laughs) It would be great if he just said, blow him to Thribbergrap or something, and it was like, what the hell is that? He's like, I don't know, some regional Tatooine city. Yeah. Who who gives a fuck? (laughs) He's some biker. He's some biker. He's got a weird regional religion, and that's their version of hell. Yeah, fine. Go, move along. But no, it's got to be Bespin, a city there's no way he's heard of. Maybe. Just because, it, just because it's alliterative with blow. Maybe. Now, hear me out. Coincidentally, there is a city called Bespin on Tatooine. Oh, that could be. That that could be. I could see that. Yeah. And it's a city where people off do not want to go. Yeah. And people get blown there. Yeah. People get blown <laughs> there by the desert winds. Yeah. And they don't want, they wind up there. It's like Atlantic City of, of uh, Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, just, you just blow in there and you, you don't end, know why. You end up there. You don't know why you're there and it's real hard to get out. <laughs> well, might as well go see a show. Well. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so they fight and Luke immediately just starts hacking up swoops and killing dudes left and right and he steals a swoop. Now, I would, I would like to modify that by saying he is not being like a super Jedi badass. He attempts to get the force and he's like, oh, I can't tap into the force because it's so loud yeah it's complicated right now but he does i mean force or no force he's still reflecting blaster bolts back at them and he kills one and takes his swoop yeah so he's doing fine he flies off with that swoop but the book wants us to believe that this dozen bikers would 100% murder luke skywalker so here's what happens he kills about six of them yeah. They're chasing him through his home turf, that canyon he used to fly T-16s around in. Yeah. Uh, you know, bullseyeing womp rats. And he's talking about that. And I actually really like the first page of this. <laughs> it's like him using tight turns and, and jagged edges and stuff to catch all these swoop dudes and kill them off. And it's like, oh, this is what I like to read. Luke, an excellent pilot, being an excellent pilot, in a place of his choosing. Yeah, he's like, look, we went through this canyon and... I know all of the twists and turns of this canyon. I know when I need to slow down to an appropriate speed because the turn's going to be tighter than you think. Yeah. I know that this thing's got weird little jagged rocks coming out from the side. I like this. I like watching Luke do cool Luke stuff. This is something I would like to have read him do is, is exploit his knowledge of tattooing city rat shit life that he had. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it gets ruined because even though he's already killed half the gang by himself and he's still where he had been... He's like, there's no way I win this. Eventually, this other half the gang will kill me. Yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. And then enter Dash. Enter Dash Rendar being a showboating jagoff. He really is just Lobo. He's just shitty Lobo, isn't he? Because he enters dressed in all black with an all black non-reflective helmet by jumping his own super cool all black, even bigger than everyone else's rad swoop off a cliff. (laughs) And then not kicking in the repulsors till he's a couple inches off the ground, and then hovering there, and his mere presence scares off the other six bikes. Yeah, it's like he shoots at the other bikes, doesn't hit any of them. It looks like he's going to crash until right before he ends up getting those repulsors online before he hits the bottom. Uh huh. So, I mean, as as the gang, I'd be like, "Wow, look at this idiot that's about to die!" Like, I wouldn't turn around from that. But no, he's got to be this crazy daredevil. I I really, here's the thing I'm hoping for this book. There's about 25 chapters left, and I'm hoping there's a big hoist by his own petard, quit acting like a piece of shit moment for Dash. Oh, there won't be. Dash Rendar is one of those too cool for school guys. He's going to exit the book a big damn hero, isn't he? Yeah. I keep hoping he'll he'll get caught, he'll do some crazy starship maneuver, and he'll literally get wedgied out of his own ship. (laughs) No, it's going to end this book with him getting a medal while Chewie looks on like, Come the fuck on. What? Please? What What does a Wookiee got to do? <laughs> Shave, buddy. That's what you have to do. <laughs> Shave and put on a business suit. You better hope you're white under that fur. <laughs> uh, it's sad. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, he's, he chases them all off, and then Luke's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, uh, duh, I got I got hired by your, your hot lady that you know. She's hot, by the way. Which Luke's response in his mind is, 
well, golly gee, Leia sure is pretty, but how dare she try and send someone to protect me? I'm like, really? You had to qualify that with, she sure is pretty? Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> I hope you spend years being shamed about all this shit later. <laughs> Just, she's a professional, competent general, Luke. How about that? Yeah. And, and your buddy. And you're you're so upset. You are so upset that someone was like, yo, make sure Luke doesn't get murdered. Why? I, I don't. Because he, he's a big boy and he can do this himself. God. No, I'm a big boy. <laughs> I made my own lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, right there in my easy bake oven. That means I'm a big boy now. So Dash, it's not good enough that Dash has to show up and literally be so scary in his badassery that he scares off the rest of the swoop gang. But he also notices as they're leaving that they have Jabba gang tattoos. Yeah. He's like, by the way, those are Jabba's boys. And Luke's like, oh, so they're not the Empire like I thought they were? What What, what are you talking about, Luke? Why would you think the Empire would send a swoop gang of colorfully attired <laughs> pirate bikers? What What are you... Those weren't stormtroopers? Leia's pretty. Wait a minute. That is not a thing I seen. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm so glad you're here, Dash Renar. The best-ass Dash there is. You're so cool, Dash. You know so many things. I don't know things. I'm just a Skywalker. I what is hap like, It's not so much that he doesn't recognize Jabba's gang tattoos, which he should because Jabba's the local crime lord, and he grew up around here. Yeah, he. I mean, when he first sees them, he's like, huh, those look familiar. Yeah, but also when his first thought is, Oh, well, it's Vader who wants to kill me, not Jabba. That doesn't make any sense. Those must be Vader's swoop gangs. Yeah, Vader's infamous swoop gang. Vader doesn't use swoop gangs, Luke. <laughs> he would have just blown you up with a, net, with a Star Destroyer from orbit if he knew where you were. Or he would have come and got you. No, as we, as we know from later in the book, he totally would have been like, nah, I need to go do this myself. Yeah, so what is happening? By the way, when I was looking up other planets that started with B, yeah. so I could make that joke earlier, I learned that there's a planet called Bota Jeff. <laughs> Spell with one F, just like me. I was very happy to see that. I was all sitting reading that like, Boda Jeff? Boda Jeff? Where? It just uh, made me happy. Just wanted you uh, to know. So, uh, anyway, let's move on to chapter 13. 14. Oh, sure, 14. That sounds good to me. How about we do chapter 14? <laughs> now, let's do chapter 13 again. All right, so all right, Luke the top. is getting zapped by... <laughs> <laughs> Look, we gotta hurry. We have to get to Shizor. It's the, pe it's the oh, part yes. people give a shit about. But we're not there yet, because first, Vader is manning his flagship at that secret Aurora Rebel shipyard construction facility. Yeah, he's facility. on the, the Star Destroyer just being sullen. Yeah, just being sullen, and then the junior officer, who he kills every time he goes anywhere, comes up and he's like, uh, uh sir, we're here? And, and he's like, good. And he, this is great. He increases his oxygen supply as he stomps back off to take over the ship. It didn't say why. Doesn't say why. Doesn't say if he had it on low or if he just wants it on really high now. He just wants to get real high on oxygen. So here's what I'm thinking, though, John. We know he can decrease his own oxygen supply, and we we know his favorite force move is force choking. <laughs> is he? I mean, a little bit, is, yeah. Is he kind of into... You gotta be. Is Are we are we saying he's a little of a Carradine situation? Yeah. Is, I mean, but at least he's not in the same danger. No, of course not. But I, I just—it's—it's it's just sort of he's into the autoerotic asphyxiation. I think he's all about choking. Oh yeah, I mean he doesn't even know he's killing those admirals. He's like, "Ah, oh, you failed me, but don't feel bad. I'll give you something nice." And he chokes them, and then they die. And he's like, "Oh, oh, you didn't say the safe word. Come on, guys. Isn't anyone a big pain slut like me?" <laughs> Hello, I am Darth Vader, pain slut. He completely is. <laughs> he could get that. He could get a better non-painful robo suit, but no dark side. It's not dark side. You're getting off to it. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> you like it. You may have lost your dick in that fire, but I bet he's still got a prostate. He works. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, now finally, oh, we get to the Emperor's digs. It's Shizor time, brother. Hell yeah, Shizor showing up at the Emperor's place. Yeah, so Shizor shows up to meet Old Sheev. Papa, Papa Palpatine. Yep. And they just have one of their standard cordial Game of Thrones smug-offs. <laughs> I still, because of our interpretation of Palpatine, the entire time I imagined him as not being, like, 
threatening or maneuvering. Like when he's like, oh, it's a shame that when you got that horticulturalist of mine, he died. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, no, he actually means it. He's no. like, damn, that sucked. He was a good guy. Jim, he he came over. We had brews. I got really mad when he died in that lift accident. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Shizor has hired away the emperor's private horticulturalist, and who could give one shit? Well, I guess the emperor, because he has him killed Yeah, in a turbo lift accident. But that's just in the book. In our world, it's... It's, uh, no, he like, just had a turbo lift accident, and yeah. Palpatine's like, oh, hey, poor man, guy. I hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ah, you get out of here. <laughs> hey, you hey, do good work. Take a gift bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got a row of gift bags at the exit of his digs. Heck yes, he does. He's like, hey, what, what, what good is being the emperor if I can't pack fun goodie bags for my friends? <laughs> It's got raisinets. Hello, MTV, and welcome to my crib. <laughs> There's an iPod mini in every one. I just get them at awards shows. <laughs> I don't need them. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he's he's basically just tolerating Shizor's nincompoopery. Because Shizor pops in and he's like, ooh, smug, smug secret. No, I do. <laughs> this must be ruining Darth Vader indeed. Yeah, Shizor, because... Vader didn't tell the Emperor that it was Shizor who gave the information about this base that they're going to go blow up. Yeah. Shizor had to show up and go, oh, I, I hope the operation is going well. You know, I gave that information. Here's ooh, the thing. Ooh. It, Sheev, or Palpatine doesn't really respond to that especially. You, you, you get the impression that he's filing it away so we can mess with Vader later with it because that's who he is. Yeah. But I feel like Vader didn't feel the need to tell the Emperor. I mean... Here, let's let's think about this. Where did he tell Vader about the secret hidden rebel base? It was on the Emperor's fucking skyhook. Yes. It was at the Emperor's house. What was he doing there if not going to talk to the Emperor? So the next thing Vader does is he goes in there and he's like, uh, I'm just going to tell him about the fucking rebels and go kill him. And I just, I, I'm tired. I just want to get this done. I want to go kill some fucking men. And I'm leaving. And who gave me this information? I don't know. Some green shit. I don't care. <laughs> a huge douchebag. There's no way he didn't think that the very next thing that would happen would be Shizor popping in and being like, I know, a secret. There's, uh, there's no way. He just doesn't care. Vader yeah. doesn't give a fuck about Shizor. <laughs> also, I don't understand why Shizor thinks this is going to get him a lot of points with Palpatine being like, Hey, I had to show up, make sure I got credit for this. It was me, me, I did it, me, credit, credit goes to me, right? Yeah, I, like, I, got, I got all the credit. Oh, man, that would just be like, dude, you little bootlicker, get the fuck out of here. It's, it's a military organization. It doesn't matter where the information comes from. Yeah, it's not like, oh, the information came from some spy. You're like, oh, well, that guy better get a hand job, whatever. No, no one gives a shit. Yeah, I mean, Vader has got to be responding to this by saying basically like, oh, he told you and I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. It's just that I assume that that guy is 90% crybaby and 10% tattletale. <laughs> so I figured it would turn up. Yeah, I figured it didn't matter what I did. He was going to show up and ask for daddy's approval about it. Yeah, so that's why I didn't tell you, because baby needs his green bottle. <laughs> Anyway, the two of them smug at each other for a while, and then Shizor, or sorry, uh, Palpatine invites Shizor off for some refreshments. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. It's still, it's, just reading it as Palpatine being like, hey, man, welcome to the, the digs. You want a you wanna beer or something? <laughs> All right, that's enough business. Let's go get some tequizas. <laughs> I, got, I got a few of them high lifes in the fridge. <laughs> They're too strong for me. I just go with MGD. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think about my ulcer, you know? I'm not getting any younger. Ah, except for those clones I got. You know what I'm talking about. But that's not what I'm telling the ladies. <laughs> they still think I'm 39 and a half. <laughs> they don't care how old I am. They're all 250 bucks. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, they I, I don't know where they're going to go get refreshments. If it's Sheev, then obviously they're going to go have some Hot Pockets and some tequila by the pool. Obviously. They have, I'm guessing that Palpatine has like three tiki bars. If it's... Uh, if it's She's or well, he's gonna drag him off the skyhook and make him go to Menorai. Yeah, that's that's where because that's his restaurant. That's where he goes. No, I'm sure if if they went somewhere else, then the book would have been sure to tell us that. Oh, Shizor owns a restaurant in this area of space. He never goes there, yeah. but he keeps it just in case. Well, I'm sure he was like, let me get the refreshments. I'll grubhub up some Menorai. Do you like fleek eel? I hear it's very on something. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
Anyway, we can cut back to Vader. Vader sees two Imperial cruisers that have been uh, kind of, they defected. They're, they're now rebel cruisers. And uh, his henchmen's like, sir, th- th- at least they won't have TIE fighters, sir. And then fucking X-Wings pour out of him, and he's like, oh, good. They have, they have X-Wings instead. And that made me think, how often did anyone ever say X-Wing in the movies and TIE fighter? Hmm. And it turns out it's once each. Huh. They say X-Wing once in Empire and uh, TIE fighter once in Return of the Jedi. And that left me thinking, how does everyone know those then? Like, for example, everyone in the world knows what a Y-Wing is, and they never say Y-Wing in the movies. <laughs> but every, you ask anyone, it's like, oh, it's that one that looks like a slingshot. It's it's toys. It's toys. And, it's toys and, and comics. And comics and video games. It's completely zeitgeist. And I was thinking, okay, how many things are like this? They never say Ewok in the movies. Uh. Never. They never say A-Wing, B-Wing, Y-Wing, Ewok, or Sith in the first three movies. And everyone knows all of this shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, especially the Ewoks, it's the... Hey, everyone, buy this Ewok toy. Look at these cuddly, fuzzy uh, little Wookiees or something. I don't know. They didn't say what they were called. (laughs) They were supposed to be Wookiees, didn't have the budget. Fuck it, here you go. So in my attempt to figure this out, like how often anyone says X-Wing or or whatever in the films, uh, what I I stumbled on was my favorite thing I found about Star Wars so far, which was two different web pages with the same argument on them. Okay. And that argument is, and you're going to love this, did you know that there's a language in Star Wars called Orabesh? No. And that Orabesh is just what everyone's talking in, except for like people who are speaking alien languages. It's English and space. Okay. So Orabesh is what Luke and so on are speaking. Orabesh has its own alphabet. <laughs> it's just a it's almost a one for one translation. It's not a hundred percent. Like the vowels there's more vowels in it for like ooh versus uh sounds for like O's and so on. Uh-huh. But notably, the X in Orabesh, the E X sound, is a little triangle. <laughs> Now, I uh. think you probably figure out leading with this, which is why is the ship called an X-Wing if X, to, st- to uh, the people who designed it, is a little triangle? Yeah. If it doesn't explain, expose into a cool little X like it does in the thing. And there are weeks and months of, <laughs> arg- of people fighting about this. It was my favorite thing to stumble on is all these like, arguments are like, well, it, it, X could be a different type of thing. Uh, that it could be a cross-shaped animal or something like that that people often talk about. It's not like B-wings look like bees anyway, you guys. Just for days. And the answer, of course, the real answer to this is Orabesh, the alphabet, was invented for the new movies in like 1996. Yeah. So who gives a shit? <laughs> the answer is I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the, answer, the answer is that B-wings aren't even called B-wings because they look like bees. They're called that because it's short for Bill Wing, named after the uh, the, the first name of the guy who devel- designed them. Bill Wing. Yeah, and then eventually they changed that because Bill Wing sounded dumb to Blade Wing. And then they- that got changed to Bomber Wing. Yeah, well, they are bombers too, but Blade Wing because they kind of look like you know flying knives. That's why they're called B-Wings. I always wondered. This is just fun wiki worm whole time. See, I just assumed that it was Bomber Wing. That's what it stood for. That, that makes just as much sense. But then you have this problem where A-Wings kind of look like A's and Y-Wings kind of look like Y's. And B wings kind of look like bombers. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Let's let's. <laughs> Vader decides to once he sees all these X wings, I guess little triangle wings, boiling out of this thing. He's like, "Well, sweet, I'm gonna go fuck those guys up in a tie interceptor." Yeah, get my tie ready. I'm gonna go fuck these dudes up. I see he's upgraded. He's not flying a tie advanced anymore. He's flying the interceptor with the triangle wings. Yep. So he goes out there to beat up some dudes, and he just kills a bunch of motherfuckers. I, again, I love this shit. It's it's competently described. It's Vader blo- doing exactly what Anakin Skywalker would want to do. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the first time where, in this book, Vader's like, yo, man, I'm going to cut loose. I'm going to really do something. Because up to this point, he's mostly been a background character that's just long-suffering because he keeps <laughs> dealing with Shizor. Yeah. He just has to let Shizor bounce off him for the first five <laughs> times we meet him. Ooh, I bet that must hurt you. I bet you're smoldering with rage. And he's over there, like, playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> he, he's, he's just sitting there with fucking Sudoku on his phone. And he's like, huh, yes, yes, very angry. Anyway. <laughs> mm, yes, rage. I'll definitely kill you later. Uh, could you just, like, leave your card or something? Your name keeps slipping out of my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, we validate parking, well, I guess. I want to say... Gwildor? <laughs> is that is that it? What's your what's your name? Ezra? <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely kill some dude named Ezra. Yeah. Oh no, wait a minute. You're definitely better than Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he he blows up a bunch of X wings and they they win their big battle. And he gets super bored with it, so he's like, 
Uh, there's no challenge blowing up these guys. He even lets one live. He's like, I'm not going to kill this guy. It's not worth my time. I'm bored. I don't I'm, care. I'm bored. But you know what will be fun is fighting Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he just spends his time like, man, ever since I had to fight my kid, I'm like, dude, that's all I want to do. I've got such a fight boner for fighting my kid. I just want to beat up my damn kid. That's all I want. At the end of the day, I want to go home, read my newspaper, put on my slippers, and beat the shit out of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and that's how you know he is a Tatooine redneck. <laughs> 100%. Like, look, all I want to do is put on my wife beater, go bowling, and beat the shit out of my kid. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Anakin a black eye, then stand in the alley behind my slave house. <laughs> look, I live in the Arkansas part of Tatooine. Near a couch cut in half that has a free sign on it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, he has to report to the Emperor via hollow cam. And this is great, because this is the Emperor punking him. Yeah. So he's like, uh, Emperor, guess what? We totally won over these rebels. It was not even a thing. Yeah, we blew it up. It was great. It was great. And then Emperor's like, oh, good. Well, here, look at this. And then he like pans the camera back. Look, it's Shizor. I made it so that Shizor could hear you. Remember him, the green one? Look, Shizor's here. I... I told him to stick his head in the oven, and he did it. The absolute madman. He's crazy. She's all. Put him on the glass here on the hollow screen. <laughs> I want you to give. I want you to give Vader an electronic canned ham. <laughs> uh. So Vader's just grumpy because he's being forced to deal with Shizor some more. Oh yeah, the, I mean, like the entire end of this chapter is just Vader pouting about things. Yeah. She, Emperor's like, I guess you two are fighting, and Vader's like, Are we? Is that, a, is that a thing then? Uh, uh. All right, okay, whatever. Look, right. I, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I got, I got stuff to do. I'm just, I'm late for a raid or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you really need an excuse? Goodbye. <laughs> and then he kills his junior officer because that's that's Vader. Well, almost kills. Oh, almost kills. I'm sorry. Why don't they just use a phone? I know, right? Let's just just go on the radio. Uh, Darth Vader, sir, uh, we're leaving or whatever. You can't kill it. And okay, nerds, I know he can do it across ships. I know. I saw him do it in we the movie get it. too. We know. Yeah, but. But I'm just saying, it would probably cut down on his immediate rage if he was just, like, standing in a room alone and a voice came in. It was like, Vader, uh, we're going home. Bye. Yeah, because he's not going to know which guy said that. (laughs) Yeah. Vader's not memorizing the voices of every stormtrooper on a Star Destroyer. So, John, if we could just, uh, for a second here, I really want to do kind of a do a thing. Because Shizor, at this point, basically walks away from the Emperor, kind of doing, like, the Charlie Bucket, I've got a golden ticket song. Because he's like, I put one up on Vader. Like, he's really happy about it. And I want you to do something here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the chapter to you. I'm going to give you, not the whole chapter, but just a little dramatic reading of Shizor. And if you can, I want you to do your best to not imagine he's describing the pleasure of being urinated on. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. You ready? Shizor felt the glory of his triumph over Vader almost as a tangible thing. A shower of pleasure that rinsed him and filled him with a warm yellow glow. Failed. (laughs) (laughs) You must come and visit me more often, the Emperor said. I'm sorry. You must come and visit me more often, the Emperor said. I do enjoy our conversations. I'm sure Lord Vader would also enjoy seeing you when he returns. Shizor bowed. Most unlikely that Vader would enjoy that. My master, he says. So, does it really need the sarcasm explained there? Yeah. Like, do we need to be like, oh, no, definitely Vader wouldn't like that. You but see, the thing is but Vader, he said a thing, and it's, it's it's actually not that. It's the opposite of that thing. When Vader gets here, he doesn't like me very much because I'm Shizor, and so definitely, he's he. even though the Emperor said he would like that, I don't think he actually would. I think he wouldn't like that. <laughs> That's I'm Shizor, uh, the master of sarcasm and the mind. Yeah, there I'm, you go. I'm playing fourth dimension. But here's the thing, guys. The chicken couldn't cross the road because it's a chicken, and it would stay in its pen. Guys, guys. guys. Guys, the, the, it's it's a joke, but yeah, right. I mean, that is a golden shower. Yeah, one hundred percent. He is describing the recipient, his recipient of being. Oh, she's or I love being peed on. <laughs> Every time I get one up on Vader, it's like being peed on. Oh, and then also he has to imagine Sheev Palpatine here treating him and Vader like a pair of semi-tame wolf cats. <laughs> and I want to say right here. No, Steve Perry, you can't have wolf cats. This isn't the last airbender. You can choose one of the following. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, Minark, uh, Minoc, Gundark, Wampa, Rancor. Pick one, go. You're done. That's all you get. You get those. You get Star Wars animals. You don't get to combine two Earth animals and pretend it's a space thing. No, of course he does. 
If you're going to do that, though, you need to be just one animal and a modifier. Yeah, you can be like a fire snake. That's fine. But if you're like, it's a semi-tame bee lizard, you're like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't have that. That's not Star Wars-y. Anyway, yeah. that's chapter 14. Yep. Now, we've both written notes for these chapters out, and I know you have a ton of notes for chapter 15. My only note for chapter 15 is Shizor, colon, Master of the Male Gaze. Uh, yes. Yeah. That I, is that. I, these chapters don't have titles, but that's what chapter 15 should be called. Yes, it should be. If not called uh, Shizor, Big Green Rapist. <laughs> yeah. Super Creeper. Yeah, he is 100% creepy all the way. This entire chapter is just Shizor being a huge creep. Shizor, the subreddit manager. He really is Shizor MRA. <laughs> it is. It's it, this. You try buying this book and reading this chapter without getting a full body shudder. So here's what's happening. Uh, Shizor is perving on a hollow, hollow of Leia. Yep. He's finally managed to get himself a picture of Leia. And, and uh, he's just looking at it. And he's real. I mean, I'm not a little perving. He's like, expand and enhance, six times larger. This isn't big enough. Put it on the floor hollow. Make it life-size. <laughs> Put it on the glass. <laughs> he keeps expanding it till she's literally on the big floor hollow, and he's like able to walk around and look at her. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I want it to be life-size. I want to walk around and see that hollow booty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now rotate 90 degrees. No, not to the left. Up. I want to go upskirt. <laughs> Give me maximum upskirt and enhance. <laughs> so he's... He's basically perving on a, on a hollow of Leia because he's never seen her before. He, this is his first time encountering Leia Organa, uh, Leia Organa. She's not solo yet. And here's a quote from him at this time, yeah. if I may. And I, I'm sorry I'm stealing all the quotes here, John. No, but I, th I think you're going to say the same thing that I was thinking of, so okay. go for it. Uh, he'd always assumed that she was some hardened battle axe of a woman, all for the cause. One of those androgynous and ugly zealots who couldn't be bothered with worrying about her appearance. A mistaken assumption that. Oh, God. Reading that passage in the book, I was like, fuck, it's going to be one of those chapters. <laughs> it's just the whole chapter where he's like, I thought she'd be gross and ugly and maybe, you know, look like she's trying to do a job instead of I, looking like she's I posing. I heard she was in the military, so I assumed she, she looked like a dude with a buzz cut. <laughs> I figured she'd be completely impossible to tell from any other random rebel with that dumb hat they wear <laughs> that that stupid hat so please class please discuss that uh that she's or launches into an impromptu tirade about how she thought she'd look androgynous which would be gross yep fuck you fuck god you she's or god damn she's or and not you know whoever wrote that because whoever wrote that steve perry was also like, you know what's gross is androgynous women who look like they're there to do business. Yeah. You know what's disgusting to me is, is ladies that have work to do. Ew. Gross. If they're not posing, Jesus Christ, if you can't do your work in high heels with a phone cord curled around your finger, what are you even living for? <laughs> God. I like, okay. Part of me wants to say, oh, well, it's just, this is on purpose. We're supposed to be against Shizor in this. And the... The personification of everything that he's doing is terrible. Except that all the other men in the book are the same way about Leia. Oh, yeah. If it if it wasn't the fact that literally everyone's inner monologue about Leia is, Damn, girl! Look at him fine hams! I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> like, Every single person who sees her. Everyone. Everyone is like, hey, baby, give me a smile. Give me some of that smile, baby. Baby, why ain't you smiling? It's a good day. I'm Come, just asking you to smile, baby. Come on. Say say hi to me, honey. Honey, say some hi to me. That's, Come on. Everyone's trying to holla at Leia is what we're trying to get across here. So it's not just Shizor. Yeah, if it was just Shizor, I would feel like, oh, you're supposed to go, man, Shizor's a creep. And I understand that now because of this chapter. Yeah, but the previous chapter had uh, Dash going, man, that Leia's a smoking hot piece. And Luke going, yeah, you're right. She sure is, bro. Have you seen her tape down boobs? <laughs> Have you seen it? It's amazing. And her big, flowy, white outfit? Man, let me get in on some of that. <laughs> Looks like she's wearing two bed sheets. <laughs> so, two whole bed sheets. All right. So anyway, he orders Guri to go figure out why Leia's doofing around on Rhodia, trying to figure out what Black Sun is. Yeah, it's like, huh, that's weird. That's dumb. That's a dumb plan. She had a dumb idea. She should have thought the Empire was behind it. Instead, she thought I was behind it, even though there was no evidence well, no, at all. She wants, she wants to get spies from them. Yeah, that's right. She wants to hire the Black Sun. Yeah, so, and he so, was like, oh, that's weird, because normally the Rebellion doesn't sully their hands with 
like spies and whatnot from gangsters. I'm like, really? Yeah. So I he's feel like, like they would. So he's like, anyway, go figure that. That's crazy. Just go figure out what she wants. Okay. Don't kill her because and here's here's great. Please bring her back alive because she might know where Luke Skywalker is, and I have dot 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 a use for her <sighs> because of the implication, <laughs> because of the replications. Like, I mean, there's two things that are wrong with that. One. Yes, this is basically she's or going dot dot dot. I am going to have my way with her. It is a hundred percent that. I mean, I I wasn't adding the dot dot dot. Oh, it's I know. In there, and the other is ah, oh, she might know where Luke is, dude. Two chapters ago, some people you hired are trying to kill Luke. You know where Luke is. Yeah, he completely knows where Luke Skywalker is. What is going on? What what the fuck kind of bullshit clown show are you running, Shizor? It's just that he doesn't want to tell Guri to please bring me my rape target. <laughs> That's all it is. You could tell he's a little embarrassed about doing this in front of Guri because briefly he's like, Guri, go get her. And she's like, nah. And he's like, what's wrong, Guri? And she's like, that sounds boring. And he's <laughs> I like, don't want to do that. And he's like, Lady, robot, you go get her. You cost nine million credits. <laughs> so she leaves to go do it. Once she leaves, not before. Oh yes. Once she leaves, he spins the Leia hollow around so he can look at her ass. Yep. And he <laughs> his skin turns from green to orange, which is the sign that he is ready to get his bone on. He also when he spins her around and it gets the exact same thing he said about Guri earlier in the book, which is she looked exactly as good from behind. Yep. He lets out a relieved sigh. And the, the reason he let out a relieved sigh is because there was a brief moment where he was worried that he had just sent Guri to kidnap someone with a not good enough butt. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. That was close. I thought I was going to get that garbage booty. And you were going to have to call Guri and be like, Guri, never mind, never mind. You, don't, you, can, you can kill her. It's, it's uh, yeah, don't, you know, I just, I had a change of heart. I don't want to talk about why exactly. Ne ne never mind. It's, it's just, okay. It's fine. Don't. Just, but uh, no, turns it around, he's like, whew, she's got that shelf booty. We're good. We're good. We're good. My rape-themed kidnapping can go on as planned. Oh, man, I was really worried that my horrible rape scheme might not go to my wishes. So at this point, John, I tried to end my notes. <laughs> and end notes. Wait, no. Yeah, I, I even have it in there. End of this sec chapter notes. Oh, wait, never mind. JK lol. Because... <laughs> He sits back and changes color to orange because he's, anti like you said, because he's anticipating a good old-fashioned coercion rape. And then, then he starts fantasizing about what Leia might be up to at this exact moment. Yeah. And what he, he thinks she might be up to is either probably shopping or eating an expensive and fancy meal. Because <laughs> that's what ladies like. Because, and again, a quote, females do love those sort of things. Oh my god, yeah. Human females. God, it is. And it's not even humans, it's just ladies. Ladies are into that. Yeah. Across every species, all women like shopping and foods. And eating expensive meals. Thank you, Space Orange Sinbad. <laughs> ladies be shopping till I rape some, you know. God, I hate you, Shizor, so is, fucking much. This is the worst he's got. I keep thinking, I keep thinking we're going to find the bottom of the Shizor barrel. Nope. <laughs> he is just, he has broken the bottom of the barrel and is digging down. Anyway, that's the end of that. And now, okay, let's cut to the end of chapter 15. And oh my gosh, folks, I'm so sorry. We were we were hard and tight on time this week, so we didn't do any sirs or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the the uh, the nerd stormtrooper will return. It's just that there's no stormtroopers in this this series. But Leia is currently watching Chewbacca win at a Hollow War Mahords game. You know, the game that he plays on the yeah. spaceship for like a minute. Uh, he's and he's he's winning to some Twi'lek. And because this book is this book, there's no way that Twi'lek isn't directly related to, like, Ula or Bib Fortuna or something. <laughs> it's got to be. It's, oh, I'm, I'm Ula's brother-in-law. Yeah, the, the only reason we find out that he is winning is because 3PO told the Twi'lek that he'd rip his arms off if he didn't let the Wookiee win. Yeah. They're you, like, hey, you remember that bit from the movie? You remember? You remember the bit from the movie? The joke in the movie? Uh, remember that? What if I explained it for like two minutes? Would it still be funny then? What if what? I spent paragraphs talking about how 3PO did this and then Leia thinking about, but that was a joke. That wouldn't actually happen. You see, Chewbacca is even-tempered, and you're like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. What, what? It was a joke in the movie. It was obviously a joke in the movie. Han, did, Han knew. Everyone at the table was like, ha ha ha, he wouldn't do that. Except 3PO, because he's a big dumb idiot. 
But even then, Leia doesn't need to explain that. If 3PO's a big dumb idiot, she'd be like, oh, 3PO, you're and, a fucking idiot for someone who's supposed to understand nuance. And even then, you're like, okay, let's assume for a moment that this Twi'lek's like, oh yeah, I, I believe I'm, I'm Wookiee racist and I believe they will totally rip my arms off if they don't win. One, why am I playing? Yes. And two, no, you're in a fucking casino. This isn't like a back alley somewhere. If this guy gets pissed off, he's getting shot. You're not on Chewbacca's boat where he could rip your arms off because of the implication. <laughs> you're you're in a guarded casino. It's fine. He's like, uh, he basically goes to talk to 3PO and 3PO's like, look, if you play him and you win, he'll rip your arms off. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I, I still like this game. I don't mind playing. Oh, that's moves. fine. And like, even when it goes to describing what they're doing, like the Twi'leks got a smile on. He's like, ah, I'm just giving this guy money. I'm Look good. at this. I can't stay mad at him. He's like a Pomeranian. <laughs> hey, I'm going to I'm gonna give your dog a dollar. Is that fine, lady? <laughs> uh, hey. He's so cute. C- can, I, can I pet him? Is he a service dog? Is he going to rip my arms off if I give him a little tickle under the chin? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Service Wookiee. (laughs) He's one of them service Wookiees. (laughs) Please don't disturb the service Wookiee while he's working. Yeah, he's got a little vest on that says, I am friendly, but please do not pet me. I am working. (laughs) Oh, my God. Someone Photoshop that on Chewbacca, please, and thank you. (laughs) That's that's actually what it says on his little sash. (laughs) That's what the sash is. It's it's any service species has to wear a baldric. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the sash that everyone knows that Chewbacca's a service Wookiee. <laughs> anyway, uh, just in case you thought that the chapter wasn't entirely sure, uh, she's being a huge perv, let's get back to it because Guri has returned to the Aurora Syndicate leadership. Uh, those are the people who were in charge of that big sh- or, uh, space yard that uh, Vader just blew up. Yeah, and, the people uh, that were horning in on his territory. Yeah, they were messing with Black Sun money, and you don't mess with Black Sun money. So uh, she goes back to talk to them, and one of them immediately threatens to rape her, because that's what book this is. Yep. He's like, hey, little girl, you better go on home before I find a dot, dot, dot use for you. Oh, uh, I quit. <laughs> quit it. Quit using ellipses as rape implication. It's the worst. Please stop suggesting rape. How rapey was Star Wars that you think you need to put these in? It's just Jabba. Yeah. And, and just the one time. And he's not rapey so much as I just want to humiliate you. It's not like I've got a slime like worm dick that I'm going to put in you. It's the tail. <laughs> it's the tail. If he's going to do it, it's the tail. <laughs> but he's not. He's just, he's just, but he's the rapiest Star Wars gets. Oh, yeah. What, what was happening in this guy, in Steve Perry's mind when he was like, you know what Star Wars was missing? Lots of gross rape threats. Yep. Like That's what, exactly like, what I we want needed. Like two or three a chapter at, at the at the minimum, and then if people aren't currently actively threatening to rape a lady, they should at least be thinking about her tits or if the backside of her looks as good. Ugh. So, so that's what's happening. But anyway, I mean, at least with this one, it was like, oh, we're actually going to see Guri do something instead of just being an object for Shizor's pleasure. Yeah. And well, she... But that's because she's a dragon lady stereotype. Oh, yeah. But she's like, yo, I straight up just murder these fools, because one of them... His response to, hey, uh, you need to stop being a douche and, you know, give on to Shizor what is Shizor's. And his response is, no, no, fuck you. Yeah. You you suck and I'm not going to do anything. So she flips out and perfect murders all of them. She's like, oh, everyone in here gets a headshot and then I'm going to punch you in the neck and, and, and strangle you because I heard that Vader gets off like this. And it's just, she just murders them all and then it pans out. Yeah, And wouldn't you know it, it's Shizor watching a hollow of it, and then he leans back in his chair, closes the door to his room, and says, play it again. Yep. I was like, when it was first going with just Guri in there, I was like, oh, wow. We actually get to see her like doing her own thing, being a cool assassin droid, whatever, and we, as I said, we get to get her away from being a sex object from Shizor, and then immediately the book was like, <laughs> no, that's not true. Shizor is the male gaze. He is the anthropomorphic personification of the male gaze. Yep, he's going to unzip his big purple robe and go to town on himself when he watches this thing a second time after rotating it 180 to see if you look as good from the back. God. Oh, what a relief you do. <sighs> Shizor, you incomprehensible terrible pervert oh he's the just the, there's i like i said i keep thinking we're gonna hit the bottom of the she's barrel and we never do nope he's just he's just 
What's going to be worst. in chapter 16? I don't six- understand. How chapter 16 is going to be called Shizor thinks Hitler had some good ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's just why? Why? Shizor why? <laughs> anyway, he's definitely planning to kidnap Princess Leia for evil purposes. Yeah. I, I just uh I'm just so mad at this chapter. <laughs> yeah, no, this chapter was out of everything we've read so far, I was like, God damn, this chapter is wall-to-wall, fuck you. It's two It's two things, too, because it's not just the rape, in, and that's the worst. That's the absolute worst. But then there's also this little thing where the author seems to think that, remember the jokes that they told in Star Wars? What if I told the exact same jokes again? But I, I did it over, like, three paragraphs. So that I could explain them. You know, in case you remember the joke, but didn't realize it was a joke. Yeah, like that's what I I feel like. There are a lot of people who are watching Star Wars and were like, "Man, that Chewbacca shouldn't be on a spaceship. He could rip someone's arms off. <laughs> that's not a safe place for him to be. That's a big weird dog." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should roll the window down, or at least turn on the AC. <laughs> Someone's gonna break into the Millennium Falcon to get Chewbacca out of you it. You should sedate him and keep him in the cargo section. <laughs> This isn't this isn't humane to keep him up here. He doesn't know what's going on. He's he's just gonna fall down a lot. <laughs> he's just gonna get all freaked out when his ears start popping and bite a baby. He's gonna hork. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna hork his last week. He's gonna hork up dangle hams everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> horking up dangle hams. The Chewbacca story. Oh, is that our next? Is that this episode's title? Horking up dangle hams. I think it is. Well, there we go. We found it every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of chapter 15 is is uh, him, I'm, I'm not joking, the camera pans back and fades to black as Shizor wants to watch his murder porn again. Yep, that's it. That's how this chapter ends is the, hey, I gotta, I gotta take care of some business, I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would, you atti- would you like me to dim the lights so you can masturbate, Lord Shizor? <laughs> I gotta stop jerking in this chair. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this chair. Ah, disturbance detected. Disturbance detected. (laughs) Is there an earthquake, Lord Sheezor? Activating the cleaning droid. (laughs) Get in here, Roomba. (laughs) Uh, I love love to imagine that that chair is just always commenting on it. (laughs) Just like while he's in the middle of it. Sir, would you care for refreshments? Sir, it appears your heart rate is elevated. Sir, I'm I'm trying to finish. Please, please. Please stop, please stop. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to finish. <laughs> oh, do you need help finishing? I can send someone to help you finish oh. a project. Oh, for Christ's sake. No, no I, I I just Oh my god, I hate you, clippy chair. <laughs> I will send for a cold beverage. <laughs> I will send for the oldest, wrinkliest man in your group to show up and help you. <laughs> Get in here, Sprax, the old Dalroni. Oh, Sprax. I can't, oh. I can't masturbate in front of my dog henchman. <laughs> oh, God, Sprax is he's watching me while I do this. I can't. He keeps licking my foot. I hate this. <laughs> uh, he's licking his balls while I'm doing this. This is... Uh... Meanwhile, the problem is he's having sex with Sprax's owner, and Sprax's owner's like, what? He's a dog. He doesn't know what's going on. It's cool. He just, doesn't realize. He's just going to lie at the end of the bed. It's fine. He's he's just interested in what's going on. <laughs> Sprax is at the end of the bed. Sir, can I explain more uh, statistics to you about our crime syndicate going up or down? Sir, the uh, <laughs> the, the import-export business that we have running is uh, doing quite well this quarter. Oh, no, sir. Don't worry about it. I see sex all the time. Uh, don't worry. No one cares if I'm here when they have sex. This happens all the time. I feel like you might be hurting my mommy, though. <laughs> roof, 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 roof. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm sorry. I'm so- okay, okay. I understand now. You're not hurting my mom. Oh God, he's hurting my mom. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof, woof. <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, that's enough of that. There we go. There's, there are our chapters <laughs> for Thir- this time. Thirteen through fifteen. So once again, folks, just to reiterate, we have a new goal for this show and this show alone. We will take this show weekly if our Patreon in general gets to $1,000. We don't usually talk about Patreon goals specifically on the show, but I thought people might like to know. You might want to know. In case you never actually go to the Patreon page, this is the only place we really post what the goals are. That's correct. I mean, we have other goals at $1,000, too. It's not like it's a new one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway... uh, if you want to do that, you can find us at system ma- patreon.com slash systemmastery. Not slash expounded universe. We're going to keep them one thing. 
Uh, we may even eventually do bonus content for the show. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but we'll figure something out. We'll do something. We'll do something. Anyway, please support us if you want. Don't if you don't. We'll just keep doing these. It's fine. <laughs> and and otherwise, thank you so much for listening. You can find us to ask us questions at systemmasterypodcast.com, systemmastery at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, or Reddit. Find us at all those places. Send us your Star Wars questions, your for the love of God, please Photoshop a, a safety or a uh, helper dog vest on a Chewbacca and get that to us. Yeah. Uh, get us all those cool things. Thank you so much. For, and li- I've said thank you for listening like five times, but I mean it. No, but but when you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for when you're not listening, go fuck yourself. Yeah, but thank you but thank for you. being a friend. <laughs> Travel down the road and back again. Talk about the goof troop. <laughs> like father, like son. They always on those swoops. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in green and blue. <laughs> they're buddies. They're pals. <laughs> I'm Elon Sleaze Bagano, and I love death sticks. <sighs> yeah. Get out of here, Elan. <laughs> Who gave that dog a crossbow and two bachelor's degrees? <laughs> Pulls everyone cheese on. I don't know why. <laughs> That's Vader, <laughs> the world's greatest power top. Take a look at these meat bags.